it's election day. Welcome to the Ride of Super Strong podcast. Here's the intro for the show. And yes, like I said, it's the 8th. It's election day. Uh, I hope you guys are getting out there and voting for the right person. Um, I'll give you a clue. It's a lady. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, not to get political right at the front. I mean, who does that? That's not what you guys come here for. Uh, anyway, this week we have on a badass guest, one of my dear friends, best friends on the globe. He is a talented saxophone player, lives in Chicago, from Florida. We met at Indiana University. Handsome as hell. Great, sweetie pie guy. This is Hunter Diamond. Uh, one of my favorite people. Uh, we laugh so much whenever we're around each other, and he's just a blast to be around. So um, he's on the show. Uh, he was in L.A. for about four days or five days or something like that, and I was able to score a little of his time so that he could be on the show. But he lives in Chicago and plays jazz in that scene. Uh, so it's awesome that we got to have him on the show. I love it whenever we get out-of-town guests on the show and get to hype them as well. So... I think you're going to love Hunter, um, and that's all I can say about that. As for me and plugs this week, I'm actually in studio a lot this week, uh, and then going to be in San Diego for the weekend. So not a lot of public shows that you can come to this week, but I have stuff coming up next week that is public again, so I will hype that, uh, although I am playing every Monday again um, at the Moose Lodge in Burbank uh, with Pete Anderson. So if you want to come to those gigs, that's every single Monday. 8 to 11, so come out. It's a free show, and it's badass music. Pete and his band are insanely good, so it's pretty sweet. So come out to those. Um, that's every Monday live shows. But anyways, um, I think that's it for now. I hope you are having a wonderful election day, getting out there and voting, and uh, enjoying some uh, American freedom. <laughs> and with that, I hope you guys will get yourself a nice beverage, sit back and relax, and as usual, enjoy the freaking show! What? <laughs> Already we're having a successful episode. <laughs> Who is this? This is you. Hey, hey, hey! Welcome to the Ryan and Super Strong Podcast. This is Ryan, this is Ryan Knudsen and I am super strong. <laughs> Today's strength level is long-distance relationships. Now, Nathan, have you ever had a long-distance relationship? No. It's probably good. They're difficult. Yeah. They're difficult. Can you turn? Sorry, I can't reach. Can you turn my headphone level up? Yeah, there, there we go. Sweet, sweet, sweet. Okay, sorry, everyone. Sorry, listeners, but I had to be able to hear. <laughs> um, yeah, so long-distance relationships, they're difficult. And they, uh, they are powerful in that they can be a relationship builder. They can be a relationship breaker. You know, that's powerful. That's powerful stuff. Would you agree, Nathan? Um, sure. Mm-hmm. So, today, the reason that the strength level, I think, is that today is we have a special guest in here who I kind of have a long-distance relationship with. <laughs> the lovely and talented <laughs> Hunter Diamond. pleasure to be here Ryan. <laughs> hunter this is the part of the show where you know there's listeners that listen every week and they listen you know to because they're fans of the show and then they don't know who you are you know oh. and of course there's gonna be some people that go oh hunter's on the show we should listen we know hunter <laughs> but then but there's several people that are going 
Oh, I'm listening for Ryan and Nathan, not really for this random man. What's he mm. all about? Mm. So this is kind of an opportunity for you to go, for me to go, hey, Hunter, who are you? Why are you here? <laughs> what are you doing here? What Should do I you respond do? in a voice like that? Yeah, <laughs> if you want. It'd be hard to keep that up for a while. So she said. <laughs> uh, yeah, who are you? Well, I think first and foremost, I'm a first-time podcaster. Mm. So this is uh, just the right amount of sensory overload for me right now. <laughs> and, uh, well, uh, well, I'm a native Floridian, mm-hmm. transplanted to Chicago. Uh, Ryan and I really built the foundation of our relationship while living in the exotic land of Bloomington, Indiana. That's right. And uh, playing music together for, for many years. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, Actually, the last time that I was in L.A. was with you. That's right. And we had, <laughs> you got, to remember, you got mad at me over the phone when you found out <laughs> that I was coming back here and I hadn't told you yet. <laughs> yeah, it was kind it's of like... bullshit, right? <laughs> well, it was four years ago we were out here touring. Yeah, I drove you out here myself. <laughs> you guys were on tour with the Medianoche Trio, uh-huh. and I was in Florida, and you guys drove down to Florida and picked me up mm-hmm. on the tour. And then we took, I don't know, like two weeks. It was about three weeks. Three you, weeks. You ended the tour with us, yeah. Yeah. We tour for about two months. And uh, drove from Gainesville, Florida, all the way out to L.A., mm-hmm. mostly with you at the wheel. So, yeah, you me did. Me or you. You. Me or you. Yeah. yeah you. No, I'm saying me or you, basically. Uh, I don't think Coleman yeah. and Max did much driving on that leg. Well, we didn't. Or ever. Max didn't, wasn't allowed to drive. It was scary. There was the time when, when the, the, the tire truck popped. Uh-huh. On the on the truck right in front of us, yep. and, and Max didn't really know what to do, <laughs> and we were kind of spaced out. And then we realized what was going on. And we're like, Max, slow down and get away from that truck. <laughs> and he just went something like, Ah, uh, uh. <laughs> We're talking about good old Max Marshall, piano player extraordinaire. You got to get him on this show. I, w- at some I would point. love to have him on. He lives in God. New York. He's on. He's about to get on another cruise ship for about six months. So. Oh, is he? Yep. So uh, it'll be a while till we get him on, but mm. I, I can't wait to have him on. Yeah. Good old Maxi boy. Maxi boy. Anyway, so yeah, you. And the audience here. knows Coleman. He's been on. He's been on seven episodes. Coleman's been on seven episodes. He was our guest producer in the Nashville episodes. Oh wow. Yeah. Cool. Good Which really Coley. means he had the recording equipment to record the episode. Uh, and then Nathan produced it from LA. Very good. Very good. <laughs> that was really hey, with that but team effort. Yeah. It's good. But this is actually so this is the first time we have had we don't have intern Neil here. We don't have other other people that are here regularly like Marquis or Lori or all these people that kinda hang around. Uh it's just the three of us. Literally I think this is the first time since we started really. Because once Neil started, we've never had just three of us, I don't think. Can't yeah. think of one. Yeah, and I'm going to do a preemptive get your dang butt out of my face to the woman who uh, rear-ended Neil's insurance company. Not the woman herself, oh, okay. the insurance company, because I'm having to do work today because his car is in the shop. Yeah. And I really prefer to not do work. Exactly. So, yeah. <laughs> I agree. It's hard to lose an intern, especially mm. one like Neil who does a lot of stuff. Mm. You know his one-year anniversary with us is Friday. Really? Yeah. Is he going to be at that session you're talking about? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, I'd say we should get him drunk. That only takes half a beer. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. Nice and cheap. That's <laughs> Very nice. cheap date. He's a cheap date. No, we love intern Neil. I'm sorry you don't get to meet him, Hunter. But it is fun to hang out, just the three of us. Intimate. Um, uh, how, long, 
long is too long to smooch somebody? Imagine. Excellent question. Because mm-hmm. I've been really struggling with that myself. When you're smooching? Recently. Yeah. Well, because you're in the dating scene right now, too. Yeah. Where yeah. that can get, it can be fun. It can be, you know, when you're first kissing somebody, you realize, oh, I've been kissing for a long time. Mm. Whoa. You mean like how long you've been kissing for a long time, them specifically? Like in Not one like sitting. I've been kissing people for a long time. What do you mean? <laughs> like I've been kissing different people. For many years. Yeah, I've been practicing kissing. Yeah, but I mean, like in one sitting. One one kissing session. Somebody, and we can talk about maybe first time you've been with somebody, or Mm -hmm. maybe like you know, a few months into the relationship too, if you want. You know, in my experience, it really comes down to the to to who initiates the open mouth kissing. That's that I think dictates some length. Okay. Because if you if you're opening up, you're committed for at least thirty to forty five seconds. Ooh, and just and you're just talking about this. You're talking about one kiss. Yeah. Just one kiss. Yeah, thirty yeah, yeah. seconds. Nathan, do you think that's a good time frame? Thirty to forty-five seconds for, for an open I, mouth kiss. Yeah. Um. Um. Yeah, but are we stopping at just one? Because that to me is is, I don't know. Yeah. What? So what if you're taking a breather in between? Do you do a lot of thirty to forty-five second kisses, open mouth, and then take a little breather? Is this for like a reps at the gym. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's interval interval training. Interval training, yeah. 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 So as a responsible adult, I guess that's the question. Like, how much time should you be kissing somebody when you just met them? What's a good amount of time on a first date? Or yeah, if you're or making it, let's or say a first. Make-house. I'd say there's so many. Yeah, you got to refine this more. Let's talk about first. Let's talk about first makeout session with somebody. Okay. Ooh. How much time is a responsible amount of time to devote to that? And I'm saying let's not let's not think about how hot and heavy it is. Let's let's say, look, I'm an adult. I'm fiscally conservative. We should not be making out past, you know. <laughs> if we've spent 45 minutes, that's 15 minutes too long. Sub-question Indoors, and I know I'm asking a lot of sub-questions. That's fine. But, that's, that's what um, we're supposed to do. Has the food arrived yet or not? Ooh. You're, so you're in public at the table is what you're thinking. And that's where it usually happens. Okay. Food is not has not arrived yet. Uh, okay, then I would say, actually, you've got to keep it maybe even shorter than like 30, 45 seconds with, with each individual kiss because you have to keep your, your eyes free to spot yeah. the waiter. And wave them down. There are priorities, and food is higher than making out mm-hmm. on the priority scale. Mm. I, I agree. Especially if it's been like, like more than like, like an hour and a half since the last time I ate. Yeah. <laughs> True. I, I kind of see it in a, in a three-tier system. Mm-hmm. There's the public. Right, the public makeout, which you have to be aware of external forces, the mm-hmm. waiter, the bartender, other people hanging out watching you, mm-hmm. right? The police officer at the other side of the parking lot. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. Then there's like the doorstep, front door, stoop makeout. Ooh. Where you don't know if you're going in yet or not. Yeah. Or if she's coming in yet or not, right? Mm-hmm. So that's that's a time to send a message mm-hmm. through that the through the meeting. Mm-hmm. It does have too many through, <laughs> through the through the making out. Uh, how Let's many see. butts have you touched? <sighs> Man, I'd have to say upwards of a dozen. Upwards of a dozen. Mm. What does that, does that mean? More than a dozen? Yeah. When people say upwards of. Yeah. So you say upwards of start at a dozen and go up. <laughs> yeah. I never really understood that framing of sentence like that sentence. Upwards of a dozen. When people say no, upwards of ninety or whatever. It's like. More than how 90. long? That's a lot of numbers after ninety. Well, I would say it's in the general neighborhood. I would say closer to to ninety, 
Oh, we're still. <laughs> still talking. Are you talking about how many busts you've touched? Oh, well. Are you in? The, oh, are no. you upwards of ninety busts? Oh. I mean, if you count everybody's butt that I've touched, yeah, I'm, I'd say upwards of ninety. And are we limiting this to human butts? Because there are other butts that I've God. touched that don't belong yeah. to humans. Yeah, I've touched a lot of animal butts. Camel butts, reptile. Dogs. Yeah, well, of course. Everybody's touched the rump of a of a pup. <laughs> what? Yeah, it's true. It's true. My stepmom used to shave our dog's butt. Just <laughs> the butt? Just the butt. To yeah, the she would cut. Well, not maybe not with a shaver, but she'd cut it with scissors, I think, maybe to avoid a... Having to do a lot of fur. Dingleberries. Dingleberries, you're right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, I know what that means. Um, being a saxophone player, does that give you access to more butts to touch than other instrumentalists? <sighs> Man. Or less? I'd like to say, historically, in the, his- in, in, in the history and experience of most saxophone players, I'd say yes, more. More. More butts. More butts to touch than more instrumental- most instrumentalists. Yeah. Does that, do you agree with that, Nathan? Yeah, I think, uh, unfortunately, for saxophone players, there have been, like, diminishing returns on that since about 1987. I feel like as the the, the, the tenor saxophone with heavy reverb was overused in music, mm-hmm. um, access to, to butt-touching probably diminished. Mm-hmm. That said, still, at this date, even, even not being a, a particularly popular instrument or solo instrument in, in popular music right now, still probably significantly higher than a lot of instruments just based on past reputation alone. Like, for instance, I don't think the tuba will ever surpass saxophone in butt access. Mm. Um, No. Really, I would say, other than trumpet, all brass instruments would be below saxophone in butt access. The way that you just said trumpet is the first time I've realized that the word trump is in that word. Yeah. Cornet. Cornet. I'll have to say cornet. I have retired from playing trumpet. I now play cornet and flugelhorn. Mm, okay. Exclusively. Exclusively. Yes. I get that. And and the the Bernie phone. I play the Bernie phone <laughs> Bernie as well. Bernie phone. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's Hunter rhyme with? Oh, God. Is, is there profanity allowed on this oh yeah it's yeah, strongly encouraged yeah we... well i had i had what i argue is the grossest nickname in middle school and high school which so my name is hunter diamond and <clears throat> people used to call me hunter hyman oh that's that's a bad one it's bad that's yeah. a bad nickname yeah dude. yeah yeah especially when you don't know what a hymen is i really was not looking is. for that answer when i asked you that question but just so you know i wasn't trying to draw that nickname out of you well, and I, I i forgot that that was a thing in your past i'm sorry not too many of the things rhyme with hunter well that's kind of why i asked i thought it'd be funny to listen to you try to rhyme stuff yeah that was and then i forgot yeah, that I forgot was that, that was a thing yeah i'm sorry hunter yeah my friend Amanda and I Should recently we stop? had. No, it's okay. I, I've moved on. Uh, it's we not. Can stop. No, it's okay. Look, we can stop all this. My my friend Amanda and I recently were comparing hurtful nicknames from from grade school, and, and we were deciding who whose had was more impactful, more embarrassing. That mine or hers, which was her last name is Steinken, uh-huh. and people used to call her Stanky Vajanky. Oh God, that's a tough one. And too. in high school. <laughs> I don't know what's worse, Stanky Vajanky or, or Hunter Hyman. That's what uh, my, my drumline in high school when I was a freshman, they started calling me Canuts in Your Mouth. And I thought that was really <laughs> funny. So I didn't get picked on because I laughed at it. I think if I would have been like, no, stop it, you know, they would have been mean to me. But 
I thought it's funny. Nuts in your mouth is pretty funny. They mm. still got the hard K in there, which people messed up. So. They do. They did. So. We met we met a guy last night whose last name is Knutson. Even Blake Estrada, our buddy, can't say my name right. He's always like, really? Knutson, Knutson, Knutson. Yeah. Really? Knutson, yeah. Mm. We had a whole conversation at ETA last night. We'll have Blake on. About the hard K. Yeah. It was a guy's birthday in ETA last night. Nice. He was His name was announced as Knutson. Nice. Well, that's a... Now, is there... Name. What's the difference between Knutson and Knudsen? I don't know. Because I've heard it, your name pronounced both. Yeah, I've heard Knudsen, 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 Knudsen. Where's the, where is the... It's a, some, it's some something to do with people from Denmark going to Iceland or not. It, and you... then what happened when they came to America. It's like, it's all transitional. Okay. Like, they, they would all change their names and change spellings and stuff when they left <coughs> somewhere and moved somewhere else. Are you supposed to have a couple dots over that U? Um, oh, like an umlaut. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, oh, I mean, not, it's, it's, it's not that way in umlaut. Denmark. I've, he- I've heard that word before. I don't know. But yeah, you meet people and they're like, no, it's pronounced this. And it's like, no, our family pronounces it this way because that's what it was changed to. The umlaut would make it an oo sound. Yeah, mm-hmm. canoods. That would make canoods. Mm-hmm. Canoodles. I mean, that's if you don't know what an umlaut does, then yeah, that's a yeah. good explanation. <laughs> I don't know if it was really necessary in the <laughs> current company. Well, I don't know. <laughs> You don't know. <laughs> um, I, you, we both went there. We talked. You talked about that shortly. Indiana University Hoosiers. We've had several Hoosiers on that are mutual friends of ours on the show. Yeah. For example, Josh Johnson, saxophonist extraordinaire. Anna Butters, bassist extraordinaire. And Liza Australian. Wallace, harpist extraordinarily. Yeah, I feel bad. I might be forgetting some. Coleman Cook. Oh, Coleman Cook. We already obviously mentioned. we mentioned him already, so that's double mention. And I'm sure there's others, because we've had lots of Hoosiers on. Mm. But um, we all we all look back fondly at IU. Big time. You you had a good time there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's been a few years since I've been back there, but yeah. I mean, I often think that very few things in my life that are currently happening would happen if I hadn't gone. Would you call it Hunter and Ryan's town? <laughs> I wouldn't call it. Meant. I wouldn't call it that, but it. Uh, you but know, it certainly, it certainly felt like that <laughs> at times. Yeah. Even after moving away. We made it. We made it like our town, didn't we? We yeah. In a in a lot of ways. More than one. You want to name some of those? <laughs> uh, name your top three. <laughs> top, my top three ways that we turned Bloomington. It's Hunter and Ryan Town. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's that hard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, there are a lot of things that we did together, but we're also in a group. Yeah. I feel like most of the time we, we, didn't, we didn't really spend a lot of one-on-one time until, until after, after we left yeah. Bloomington. So I, it would have to be in a group context. I think a lot of that... Uh, Revolved around the salsa group that we were in, mm-hmm. of Fuego Lento, when we had to play those salsa parties. See, that's why I think we did get to spend a lot of one-on-one <clears> time. Because remembering those group times, you know, you and I would always kind of get off on, well. <laughs> 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 you would get off of those group times, would you? Whoops, we would. Whoops, whoops, whoops. Uh, no, we would get out on our own, you know, like a little bit and make fun of stuff. I remember going to the car. We'd have a bottle. We, we, we had to sneak booze into Rachel's a lot of times. So we would uh, uh, Rachel's Cafe, where we had to move all the furniture before and after the gig. (laughs) We'd invite girls into Rachel's, and then if they didn't come, you'd yell trick at them. (laughs) What? I don't remember that. (laughs) 
Out in the street? <laughs> yeah, you did that one time. It was really funny. <laughs> but it was Halloween. It was Halloween. I used to, I used to be in that, into yeah. that word. It was funny. Uh, yeah, that's a bad, maybe a bad shade of color for you, though. It is. <laughs> for all the people who don't know who I am. Because you've grown past that quite a bit. I, uh, well, mm-hmm. so have I. I mean, we were having fun. We were dumb dummies. Mm-hmm. But they were mean to us is why you did it. You're not a mean person at all. And it could have it could have been some of the residual frustration from the logistics of that gig. Yeah, that's Remember, true. they had like fifty very heavy tables that we had to move. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that's kind of an exaggeration. Into the, it? you don't think so? Fifty? <laughs> <laughs> maybe okay. Maybe there were like thirty tables. A lot of chairs, a lot of tables. Yeah, it was a big spot. Yeah, I mean, we, we had, could I mean, fit. We invented that, you know, that night. There. A lot of was, dancers. You there. know, a lot of dancers. It was super fun. Yeah. Um. We're in the middle of a lot of holidays. Halloween was yeah. yesterday. In, yesterday, the it time was. That we're recording this. It didn't this. feel like Halloween, though. I'll tell you, Halloween on a Monday. I know my people my just day was go not nuts. Halloween at all. all. Well, yeah, you were in the airport all day. Yeah, my my Halloween was. Did you wear a costume at the airport? Yeah, I was a pissed off man. <laughs> Is that a good Halloween costume? I'm sure you wore it well. <laughs> I, I I was dressed as a pissed off. <laughs> pissed off version of myself for a full day. Very good. That's what I was. That's thinking. a rarity too. That is a rarity. We don't see that too often. No. But luckily, I was at a place where they had all free alcohol, so I took care of that. That probably helped your costume too. Yeah. Or did it, it no, wear it, away it, the it, costume? It, it wore away the costume. I'd say. Mm. Chilled me down. And was your lovely lady Lori in costume? Yeah, she was. She was dressed as a person that slept for most of that ten hours. Ah. <laughs> what do you call that? Narcoleptic. Yeah, she slept all day. Well, we had had zero sleep. Uh, for the listener, the, uh, I'll, maybe I'll tell that story uh, when it's not so fresh and raw. <laughs> 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 but basically, we were in an airport for 10 hours. and uh, Lori got to sleep for most of it, which is great. But I, I can't sleep in an airport. I, I'm, like, way too on edge. Even we, in... We, we had Rupert with us. We had lu- we had all this luggage and who's, stuff. Who's Rupert? Oh, he's uh, uh, Lori's dog. Oh, you traveled with the dog? Yeah, he's an emotional support dog. So we had him, We had, and he's very, very cute. You can't walk five feet in an airport without somebody wanting to pet him. He's like, wow. everyone's like, oh my God, he what brings kind, a lot of joy. It's what funny. kind of dog is he? He's a little terrier mutt. You'll, you'll meet him in, a, in like an hour. We'll, we'll okay. take you over there. You'll meet him. He's great. I, good. I need some emotional support. You're so that, but um, yeah, it was just, it was, I was on edge. I'm, I was protecting everything. Even though we were in the lounge and stuff, I was still like on edge. I couldn't sleep. So we were just stuck there for 10 hours and I couldn't sleep. But Rough. Even rough. in the High Rollers Lounge. We were in the high rollers round, which is, which is pretty. That made it better. The Logan Airport, right? Yep, Boston Logan. That's right. You know, when I was in fifth grade, uh, or maybe fourth grade, we had to do some kind of science project, and we could either do like the traditional trifold, you know, science fair board kind of hypothesis, five step scientific method, mm-hmm. or invent something. And so, easy. Never being a fan of the scientific method. Yeah. At age ten, I decided to invent something. Did you and have to actually bring something that you invented, or was yeah, it just like, okay, yeah, I had cool. a prototype and everything. Nice. And it was called the Sleepmaster Two Thousand. Ooh. And it was designed for I can't remember what if it was some kind of storm. This would have been in two nineteen ninety nine. I think nineteen ninety nine. There was some kind of storm, and and people got stuck in Logan Airport for like dozens and dozens of hours right. on end. And they had to wheel in cots. There mm-hmm. were cots there that right. they put in all the terminals. And I remember reading about it in the newspaper with my dad. He was We were talking about that and how people were all delirious. They couldn't sleep. They were super miserable. 
And uh, so I invented a, a sleep aid for the people who got stuck in the Logan Airport called the Sleep Master 2000. Ooh. And it was a pillow that a sewn attached to the pillow were, uh, was an eye mask. Mm-hmm. That could wrap around right through Velcro, and then attached to the eye mask were two earplugs. So you had a pillow, eye mask, and earplugs all in one. And That's... I was hoping to to make it big off of that. Yeah. Through mass production, we only ever made the one. That well, that's it. cool. That actually brings us right to our ad for the day. Um, this is uh, th- we always have an ad, and uh, th- it- it's something that helps us, you know, you know, afford being able to do this. And so we have an ad for small companies. Oh yeah. Um, and it was the perfect segue. This is something called the Sleep Master Three Thousand. This sounds kind of similar to what you invented. You said you invented. I like yeah. it already. Yeah. Do you like it? So it's basically a pillow. Uh, and then um, sewn into it is like an eye mask with earplugs that come down. This sounds fantastic. It's a really great idea. Yeah. and But uh, it has a cool pack in the center of it to keep the pillow cool on both uh, sides. That. Wow. Uh-huh. That's yeah. nice. But it, uh, it's uh, okay. The slogan is, there's never been a, a pillow even... Near even near this, <laughs> this pillow has been on its own for its entire life. It's just, that there's there's never been a pillow invented that's even similar to this in the slightest. Oh, I see. Our I see. idea is totally original. Everyone else sucks. That's the slogan. Wow, are they are they flying off the racks? Yeah, they've made billions. They're they're about to go public as well. Oh wow. Um, so I'll I'll read the ad copy. Um, okay, here's the ad copy. Nathan, are you ready? Sure. Because you know when I do these ads, I like you guys to be really into the into the ad. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Are you tired of being stuck in an airport like I don't know Logan Boston Logan Airport for hours and hours and you just can't sleep? Yeah. Wouldn't you like a pillow unlike any other pillow because no one's smart enough to invent anything like it? Yeah. Well, that's good because <laughs> we're using a a new idea that's just our own that's not stolen from anybody else is called the Sleep Master Three Thousand. Wow! And anyone else that's even come close or tried to come close sucks ass. Probably. <laughs> okay, so you can go to that website and look up the Sleep Master 3000. They're making billions. What's What's the website? So, oh, wait. I've got it. It's, it's www.nothunterdiamond.com. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's where they say it would pretty good. Must I, be a different Hunter Diamond. Mm. No, no. It's nothunterdiamond.com. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this really helps distinguish that it's... It There's writes. another ad I had today uh, for something called Bush's Baked Bean, the sandwich. But we'll save that for next week. <laughs> <laughs> so check out Sleepmaster 3000 and Bush's Baked Beans, the sandwich today. So is it a bean sandwich? <laughs> <laughs> So is it a bean sandwich? <laughs> it is a bean sandwich. This is not a, a bread sandwich with bean crust. No, it's a yeah. <laughs> it's or with bean bun. But yeah, Bush's baked beans. The sandwich has Bush's baked beans in the middle of it. Bean bun would be the worst nickname. Hmm. Bean bun. Bean bun. Well, that brings us to our first segment for the day. This is called the compliment corner. Maybe not. Try that again. Let's try a compliment corner. 
Nope. Nope. <laughs> Is this on? It's definitely on. Oh, wait. Hold on. It's because you're not on. Now try it. Here we go. Welcome to the Compliment Corner. The beasts of the forest can be mean and make your day gloomy. To make the world a better place, Ryan welcomes his friends to a magical space called... The Compliment Corner. <laughs> In the Compliment Corner, it gives me and my guest a chance to be sincere. Mm-hmm. I think the world is a mean place. Lots of mean things going on. Mm. Um... And I think that uh, it's it's fun to have a chance to look at your friend in the eye, give them a com- like I'll give you a compliment, mm. you'll take it, I'll mean it, mm. and you'll flip it back, you'll give me a compliment, we both walk out of here one compliment heavier at the end of the day. Excellent. How's that sound? It's the only weight I want to gain. Exactly. Well, welcome to the compliment corner. I'm Ryan. Hi, Ryan. I'm <laughs> Hunter. Oh, nice to meet you. My compliment for you, Hunter, is yes, we met at IU. Mm. We are quick friends. Best friends Fast. hanging out, uh, hanging out, and then I think you know you came on tour with us uh, with the M- with MNT, and you had we had a night together driving you and I from like we had the midnight to six a.m. zone of two on yeah. tour driving through the night through Arizona or something like that yeah or some, Texas some long drive in the middle of the night, <clears throat> and it it will go down in history as one of the like for me in my history in my mind is like just one of the it was such an easily identifiable change of friendship to me where we mm. just talked about all kinds of stuff and we became really like really really close that evening just talking mm. through, like like Max and Colmore asleep in the back of the van mm. and you and I became really close and it's you know like it's it's cool to have a friend that that's that we're that close and it's yeah. been the strength level for the day is long distance relationships and mm. we've been even though we don't see each other that often we keep in touch and you mean a lot to me dude yeah i remember that that conversation very vividly because at the time, that was uh, summer of 2012, both of us were going through some serious life changes. Yeah, big time. Big, heavy, heavy-duty stuff. And that was what we needed. I mean, you you provide, I mean, we already knew that we were going to be doing this tour yeah. uh, when the stuff, you know, when the shit kind of hit the fan. Right. But that was the release and the escape, and it was very therapeutic to... <clears throat> retreat from our environments where that kind of stuff was just bombarding us and Big. get out on the road and and play great music with great people but also to be able to have that time that intimate time on the road to just work it out yeah and just to be heard yeah because you know, you know when you go through serious stuff in your life sometimes it's hard to talk about it but when you find yourself in a position where you feel ready to talk about it it makes it so much better to have somebody there for you to like really hear you yeah, for real. Yeah, absolutely. That was a wonderful time. Hell Beautiful yeah. moment. Well, I think I'm, my compliment is uh, is less uh, pertains less to a, a specific time, and something it may pertains more to something that we've. I, I say I've definitely learned this from you, but I think that many people in the IU community, and I would imagine in the LA community, have learned this from you as well, which is that you you know a lot of people talk about uh, setting goals for themselves, working towards their goals. And that's something that I don't, you don't really talk about that kind of stuff very much. You just do it. Like we talk about that kind of stuff after. Like I'll ask you after a few months of not talking and get catch up on the phone and I'll be like, so what's up? And you just fucking rattle off some shit that already happened. <laughs> right like, you did this i did not i'm gonna do i'm thinking about i'm gonna do I'm, i might try and do this like you just go do it and you've always had the kind of work ethic 
that is very inspiring to me. And, you know, I hear about the stuff that you do, and it makes me want to work harder and go get the shit I want, you know? Do less talk and make make it happen. Thanks, man. Compliment corner. Yeah, that's fucking awesome. Well, I feel better. (laughs) You're telling me. Do you feel good? Yeah. I feel great. Well, then let's get to our next segment. (laughs) This is the butt thing? Nope. Oh, okay. This segment is called Green Light. Red light, yellow light, hey, there ain't no more lights. <laughs> Green light. Red light. Yellow light. Hey, there ain't no more lights. <laughs> I was really curious what the sound for yellow light was going to be. <laughs> <I'd> after like... <laughs> the... <laughs> <I'd> like... <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna sound like a car about to break down. No, it's just idling at the, uh, you know. It, it, so that's the sound. Okay. Um, and the, yeah, the voice on that is uh, no, Annie, none other than Annie Knudsen, who you know, uh, past guest. Who the they got married, right? Jeff and they sure did. They sure did. Awesome. A couple years ago, and um, and yeah, Chris Hackman did our. Uh, you asked earlier who's playing the intro music and some of these cues. It's Chris Hackman did the intro and outro music, and him and I sat together for all the segment cues and made them all crazy. Excellent. Yeah. Um, so in green light, red light, yellow light, hey, there are no more lights. Uh, what I do is I give you, it's, it's basically a time for you to have a soapbox. And I, I'll give you a topic to speak about. Okay. okay. And you can speak about it however you want, whether you're for it, against it, your ideas on it, your concerns, your sure. thoughts. And then when I think you've said something that's offensive in any way to me, to Nathan, to our listeners, to, you know, anybody that I, if I can sense something is controversial, mm. I'm going to give you the red light. Okay. But you gotta stop. Okay. You stop talking completely. You just chill. I'll take a moment to kind of ease the listener or myself or whoever's mad at you for what you said. <laughs> and at that, that point, once I think I've given them enough time to cool their jets, I will give you a yellow light. Mm. And I will expect you to very carefully, deliberately, and slowly wrap up your thoughts on the issue until I say, hey, there ain't no more lights. All right. And that'll be the end of the game. I like it. Okay, so the topic for today is green light, red light, yellow light, hey, they are lights, is the day that this gets released, this episode, yeah. will be our nation's election day. Wow, November 8th. November 8th, that's when your this episode comes out. Yeah. So that's the day that it gets released, so people that are listening will be either at the voting booth, in the voting booth, you know, look, they'll be looking to this for inspiration on how to vote. Wow. All that kind of stuff. Wow. Uh, but people people turn to here for a lot of political information. That's kind of what people listen for. Oh, is that? Okay. That's, that's the one underlying of the big current things. of Right, Nathan? You think so? What? People people really turn to this podcast for their political views. Oh, that's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, what, so when this comes out, people will actually be in the vo- voting booth hoping <clears throat> for some inspiration. So think, keep that in mind. Wait, oh, are they yeah. listening um, to us in the booth? Yeah, they'll have their headphones on listening while they vote. I've encouraged everybody to do that. Yeah. Uh, hashtag Trump loves rape. Yeah, that's true. But this is his soapbox time. Would you like one too? No, that was it. Okay. Um, okay, so today is election day. That's kind of the topic you can speak about. Okay. Okay? You can be real. You can be serious. You can be silly. You can do whatever you like. Oh, just general general thoughts. Today's election day. What do you want people to be thinking about? I want okay? them to be thinking. Oh, hold on. I haven't given you a green light. Yet. Oh, okay. Please don't break the rules. Excuse me. <clears throat> I jumped the gun there. Green light! Well, the only thing you can really be thinking about on election day is voting for Hillary. Mm. That's the only thing there is to say. I mean, people... 
this shit has gotten so out of, out of control with the way that uh this the 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 both major party can, uh candidates are campaigning and both the way that they're they both of them are represented on TV and the way I mean mudslinging is something that's been going on since the beginning of politics. We knew that they were going to talk poorly about each other. That's something that always happens. But the 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 way that they've been doing it on both sides is just so beyond professional. It's been really disturbing to watch the the behavior, let alone the content of what they're talking about, the, the way that they treat each other. Red light. Something that you said, I was actually taking it back by, was just the word disturbing. Now, you know, I actually, I, I agree with pretty much everything you're saying right now. Hillary, you know, uh, the way that people are handling themselves. But to say disturbing, this episode comes out just a week after Halloween, basically. And people are trying to forget being disturbed. <laughs> October is spooky as hell, Hunter, and you know mm, that. Yeah. And it's not really appropriate for you to come in here and say words like disturb, disturbing, spooky, mm. creepy, mm. anything like that. Uh, people are actually getting pissed at you for this. Um, I am. Mm. I don't know about Nathan. I think he's playing chess. <laughs> sure. <laughs> and so... I'm just going to give everyone a chance to be like, hey, he didn't mean it. He didn't mean to spook me out again. Hmm. So close to Halloween and saying Disturb. Well, there's a movie called Disturbia. Did you know that? I did. Shia so, LaBeouf. So you did know that and you would still say that. Yeah. You know? Also a big fan of the, the, the band Disturb. So it's interesting. See, and now you said it again, even though you're supposed to be at a, a red light. Sorry. So you said Disturbed again. And, uh, and I'm saying it too, but I'm quoting. Okay. You know, and so people understand that. Please stop saying, okay, you're at a red light. You can't do that. Okay? Got it. <laughs> See, stop. <laughs> <laughs> but the issue here is just that, you know, you knew there was a movie called Disturbia. You said Disturbed, and that's making people uncomfortable. Mm. So, and it's weird for you to talk about how people are treating each other in, in politics while you're being so, uh, what's the word, Ca uh, cavalier. Mm. With your language mm. and your basically hate speech. <laughs> so if you could tone it down a little bit and just try to get your point across without making everyone mad. Now, Ryan, I'd like to give you a red light because Ooh. you just said Cavalier, which reminds me of Cleveland. And as a Cubs fan, I'm uh, I'm bothered by that. Ooh, because the... I would like you to take it back and pick a different word. Okay. Um. Sorry. Sorry, Nathan. And I'm sure you're not alone. Super insensitive. You're not alone. You're not alone. And I am apologetic about that. Um, okay, maybe um, Foolhardy? Uh, and actually, I think that should be the name of Cleveland's baseball team. <laughs> because the Indians is problematic, so the Cleveland But it does have the word hard in it, which can offend people that are uh, of the age 50 or, and, yeah, 50 or yeah. the erectile dysfunction. <laughs> but you know what? There so are now medicines I feel like another for that. Right. Yeah, maybe there are no watch. medicines to, to deal with. Actually, I was going to say there's no medicines to deal with the Cubs losing, but there's a lot of really great ones. <laughs> Okay, Hunter, I think you get the picture. Yellow light. Well, let me just first of Slowly, all... Slowly, please. Yellow <laughs> light. <laughs> Why don't I take just a moment to apologize mm. to the listeners for my rampant and repeated use of such volatile language. Mm -hmm. What I was really trying to get across... Hey, there ain't no more lies. 
Well, that's been that game. The next <laughs> game we're going to play is called Get Your Dang Butt Out of My Face. When you get involved by the human race, what you going to say? Get your dang butt out of my face! And Get Your Dang Butt Out of My Face is basically an airing of grievances game. Okay, have you been to a comedy show before? Yeah. Where everyone sits looking at the same direction, mm-hmm. and you have to have two drink minimum, and people come in there, and they, and you know, you go, you get your first drink, and then you paid good money to see the comedy. <laughs> Meanwhile, people are serving drinks and taking orders, mm-hmm. so you're watching the good comedy that you paid for, and meanwhile, server comes up in front of you, you can't see the comedy anymore. All you see is their butt, because mm. they're getting the order, and they're going, you know, mm. and you're going, you want to take your finger, poke butt, and say, hey, get your dang butt out of my face. Yeah. So in Get Your Dang Butt Out of My Face, it's basically an airing of grievances game where we get to talk about something that's been bothering us over the last day, weeks, years. Something. It can be, it can be really small, really big, uh, silly, serious, mm. anything, political, religious, you know, whatever, anything. It can be really small or really huge, whatever you want. Mm. Just something that's been irking your chain lately. Um and you can tell it to figuratively get its dang butt out of your face. Mm. Okay, so I'll go first, then Nathan, and then we'll go to you. So you right. get the idea for the game. Okay, so my um, my last week I talked about people not washing their hands in the bathroom, and so but I have to, I'll, I'll be more broad today, um, and just call it airport fuckery, <laughs> because airport <laughs> is this suck that 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 ass. Tom Ridge thing where you like tap your foot to signal the guy in the next stall. What do you mean? No, 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 no. <laughs> no, I mean anything annoying in airports. Airports are the worst. They are the worst. They're already the worst thing in the world. And yesterday I was stuck in, in an airport. I got there. I got to the airport at, it was, um, what time was it when we got there? 6.20 was when we got to the airport. And we were there until 5.20. So we were at the airport for 11 hours total. And it was... I mean, there was parts of it that I wasn't being bothered by people, but most of it was being bothered by people, and something was annoying. And uh, the bathrooms were disgusting everywhere. Then you get to LAX and have to use the bathroom. That's like monsters going to the bathroom in there. Mm. I had to go to the bathroom really bad. Went in there. All, everything was just gross. And so I just walked out and held it till I got home. Wow. It was so, and it, I was so furious. At LAX? Yeah, it's just awful. Mm. Airport to airport sucks, you know. And mm. I just hate all the airport fuckery. They're disgusting, and airports should be nice and clean and fun because mm. it's horrible. Yeah. So what I have to say is airports, get your dang butt out of my face. Agreed. Aside from the restrooms, I, I like airports. Yeah. Well, okay, uh, yeah, restrooms and TSA. I feel like they're gross. I feel yeah. like every surface is unclean to me, but that's just me. That's just, that's just my problem, you know? Even the restaurants? Yeah, I feel like the restaurants, I feel like the chairs, everyone's sneezing nice. and coughing, and it's, it's just gross. I hate it. Well, I think that they, just like, uh, you know, theme parks, where they have a, a very active staff to make sure there's not trash or debris around, it kind of gives the illusion of cleanliness. Mm-hmm. But when you think about it, just the sheer volume of people. Oh, it's impossible. I know. I get it. But But then it's kind of like every place is like that. Yeah. <laughs> Applebee's is, is busy. Yeah. They're clean. Yeah. Who keeps those brass railings sanitized? Exactly. I don't know. Some 16-year-old girl. Applebee's is not clean. I don't know. Either way, that's my get your name button on my face today. You can't change it.
Neither of you can change it. <laughs> Actually, I can. <laughs> I can edit all of it. Yeah, Nathan can't change it. <laughs> edit again. All right, Nathan. Uh, Applebee's, get your dang butt out of my face. <laughs> Real quick? Real quick like that? Yeah, no, I, I had a more serious one, and then I, I forgot it um, in, like, the last, like, ten minutes. I've been thinking about it for, like, two days, and it's gone from my head. Uh, but you mentioned Applebee's, and I think they're they're awful. Yeah, that's um, um I call it Crapplebee's. Mm. I just call it bad. <laughs> it's not as creative, but I get the it's point. It's not. It's not. <laughs> I get the point. Yeah. They, they don't deserve any of my creativity. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So he already said to get your name on my face. So yeah. Hunter. Well, mine's kind of a two-parter. Okay. Surrounding my uh, travels to and from Los Angeles this week. First of which, which is a less serious topic, it has to do also with air airplanes, uh, airports, but uh, air travel in general. I was uh, sitting on the window seat, which is my preferred seat mm-hmm. on the airplane mm-hmm. because uh, I like to be able to lean against the window. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's nice. I can actually sleep that way. But when it's three people in a row and you're in the window, getting out to go to the bathroom is really brutal. Yeah, that sucks. And I happened to time it horribly. There was a lot of turbulence on our flight, and it was a f- it's about four hours from Chicago to LAX. And so I did not pee once during the four hours, which was really tough, mostly because I fell asleep. And partly because both people next to me were asleep. Mm -hmm. And there was no way for me to get out. And even when I could get out, it was turbulence Mm -hmm. when they were awake. So that was, you know, I felt trapped by my own bladder. Yep. Painful. Out of my face. Second of all, more serious subject. So this is the first time that I've really spent time driving around L.A. And more consciously paying attention to where I am. Rather than just kind of like floating around like I'm on vacation, whatever. Right. And I noticed that on the one of the highways here, I think it's the 110, mm-hmm. like the older section of 110, the on and off ramps are like 10 feet long. Yeah. yeah. And that yeah. is terrifying. Are you talking about like in downtown? Yeah. Yeah, in downtown, you, you just you drive surface streets around till you get out of downtown and get on the 110. Yeah. You, you cannot get on like from those like Sucks. any of the numbered streets like, like yeah. under about like what, like. 15 or so, Yeah, all of those on-ramps are, are certain death. Yeah, it was yeah. terrifying. Mm-hmm. And I was driving with someone the other night. We we went to uh, to the Magic Castle, Ooh, which was a cool. whole experience in itself. Yeah, of course. And we were we were on our way there from, uh, from Eagle Rock. And she lives in Las Vegas, so she wasn't used to driving around here either. And I felt like we were going to get a car accident. We pulled off because, you know, we saw our... You know, the GPS was telling us to get off, and so we're slowing down at a normal rate. And then we get to see how sharp the turn is and how short it is, and we both freaked out a little bit. It was scary. That is scary. So miniature on and off ramps, get your dang butt out of my face. Well, and that's been get your dang butt out of my face. When you get by the human race, what you gonna say? What did you just say? It's just the Halloween vert. Did you re-record that for Halloween? No. Why? Because the Ghostbusters. Oh, no. What's that? <laughs> I don't know. It's a brand new movie that just came out. Oh, All I thought that was a original, documentary. Original script. I thought it was a documentary. I'm not into documentaries. Oh, okay. 
Um, so this is this is coming to the end of our show, Hunter. Oh wow! And what this what I always do at the end of the show is kind of remember the the strength level for today, okay. which was long distance relationships. Right. Um, like I said, we're kind of in a long distance relationship. I mean, it's a friendship. There's no like Boney Maroney going on, but it's a friendship relationship. You know that kind of relationship. Yeah. Um, and so my question for you is: Are you as strong as a long distance relationship? Oof. That's a tough question to answer because I would I was in a long distance relationship once before and it worked pretty well. Yeah, it was very strong. It was strong, but I would not go into a long distance relationship again. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that is a testament to my strength. Mm-hmm. Maybe a testament to Maybe experience. It Maybe it broke you. It. <laughs> you wouldn't bro- do it again. Bro- I wouldn't. No, you wouldn't I wouldn't face it again. I wouldn't do it again. No. So it's, maybe you aren't as strong as a long distance. Maybe not. It obviously broke you. But I think you know, uh, you know, it's like when someone loses one of their senses and the other ones get stronger. Yeah, that's what I'd like to say. Well, as you know from listening today, to, you know, and being here, I think you can obviously tell this is this podcast is both inspirational and motivational. <laughs> yes. And so our listeners come here every week to be inspired and find ways to listen to our guests and uh-huh. find ways that they can be inspired. And so what I ask of all my guests is to give some tips of, of you know how you stay super strong throughout mm. the week until our, so that you can give them some tips to live their life in the next week until our next guest is here. Mm. Um, so this can be physical strength, mental, emotional, you know, any kind of any kind of strength you want, you know, spiritual, mm. whatever. Anything that you think you live your life by, it can be real tips or like just, you know, thoughts or whatever you think. Well, I find that uh, you know, one of the toughest things day to day uh, is to create a consistent feeling of productivity, mm-hmm. like you're actually getting somewhere. And I think that what's problematic in getting to that place every day is uh, starting the day in like a slow, people like to start slow and kind of lethargic and ease into it. But what I like to do is do something small and very achievable at the very beginning of the day. The Ooh. first thing when I wake up. Like what? Make my bed. Mm. So if I, even before I, take, I go to the bathroom in the morning, I get up and make the bed. And so I already have done something. Mm-hmm. That needs to be done during the day. Yeah, you were productive immediately. Yeah, and so it sets the sets the tone for the day. Nice. And I have a very long to do list usually for every day that spills over from one day to the next. Yeah. So it's never unclear what I need to get done, mm-hmm. and I start out by doing something that needs to be done. Mm-hmm. That's very easy. So I think that setting setting goals can sometimes be intimidating because people think that goals have to be big things. Right. 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 But if you, yeah, like if what's you, your ten-year plan or whatever? Right. Yeah. yeah. Or you know, book a tour. Mm-hmm. That's on my to-do list. Yeah. Or make a record. That's mm-hmm. on my to-do list. But those yeah. are like really, those are a lot of things, a lot of moving pieces, a lot of small goals make into big goals, right? Exactly. So I think that's that's one of the things that makes me feel like I'm not wasting time all mm-hmm. the time is if I start out by doing something small and just creating a sense of routine. I was telling you on the way over here, I started. Recently participated in a like, two-week workshop with the saxophonist Steve Coleman, mm-hmm. and he gave us an exercise to do to help us improve our pitch, which is now every morning when I wake up and every night before I go to sleep, I hit a tuning fork, A, and listen to it. Mm-hmm. For one month, I do this. Yeah. And then the second month, I pretend like I'm going to hit it with the same motion, mm-hmm. but instead of hitting it, I sing it. Yeah. And then through a month of that, then you really know A, a ideally. Yeah. And then your third month, you do the same thing, but instead of singing A, you sing E. Mm-hmm. And you go around in fifths like that in until fifths, you know yeah, all the notes for 14 months. Nice. Something like that. So it's a small thing that can be very easily done 
day to day. Yeah, that's a quick thing. Creating a sense of uh, consistency and routine, super helpful. And knowing that you're achieving a long-term goal of making your pitch better. Yeah. It's kind of like a, you know, triple threat. Where's A right now? Is that it? I don't know. I'm still in week two. <laughs> Am I right? Pretty sure. Let's check it. Our trusty tune and flugelhorn. Oh. Nailed it. That was close. <laughs> well, that's great. <laughs> so set small it achievable is. goals for yourself and kick the shit out of them. That's, That's what I, right. I, I do. I, I, I ascribe to that same notion. Mm. Kick the shit out of small goals makes you feel confident, makes you feel good, and then it helps you attack other goals. Agreed. Which, like you said, tons of small goals comes big goals. That's right. So I like that. Uh, that's the end of the show. What I always do is give everybody a chance to plug some stuff. Do you mm. have any shows? Do you have any? I mean, you. So I don't think we even mentioned that you live in Chicago. Well, I guess we kind of did, but uh, you live in Chicago, not mm-hmm. LA. You're just here for a couple of days, so I'm mm-hmm. glad we got you on. Yeah. Um. I've been wanting to have you on since the fruition of this podcast. Same. Because you're one of my favorite people. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Totally so, uh, yeah, I'm glad you did. And, um, yeah, so do you have any shows or projects people can check out or social media people should be following? Or? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I actually just confirmed uh, yesterday that my band, the Black Diamond Quartet, is going into studio in Ooh. December 13th and 14th to make our first record. Cool. Which I'm very excited about. We have the wonderful Chicago bassist and composer Matt Eulery playing with us now. Nice. And Denver bass drummer Neil Hemphill. And, of course, my co-leader, Artie Black, who also plays saxophone. Love and Artie. Love, love Artie. We love Artie. Uh, and so we're doing a, a string of gigs in Chicago leading up to that. Uh, we're playing at Cafe Mustache on December 8th, and we're playing at the Elastic Arts Building on December 12th, and then going in on the 13th and 14th. Cool. So that, we're very excited about So that. check out the Black Diamond. Are you guys on um, social media at all? You Facebook well, we both have... No, we, there's no Facebook page for the group. We have pages on both of our websites, both my website, hunterdiamond.com, and, and Artie's website, artieblack.com. Nice. You can find information so about the band. Yeah. yeah, you can see free recordings, videos, all that kind of stuff. Hell YouTube. Yeah. yeah, YouTube stuff. The YouTubes. Cool. Is that it for now? You want Instagram? No, I don't I don't have an Instagram. Cool. I, don't, I don't have a Twitter. Boom. I'm rolling old school. You sure are. <laughs> the old school that no one... Knows who I am. Yeah, no one can follow you at all. <laughs> Completely inaccessible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the goal is not to be famous; it's to be unknown. Yeah. What... <laughs> yeah, of course. Of course. Roll my ass. Nathan, do you have anything to plug today? Yes, I would like to plug the fabulous record label No Town Sound. Boom. Records at No Town Sound on all social media. Mmm. Kablammy. That's it. Cool. Is that where we are now? Yep. We are at the the No Town Sound Records writing room. Mm. Writing and editing. Right Bay. now, it is called the Little Red Writing Room because of the red wall. <laughs> the it red is wall? nice. I don't think we can keep that name, though. Little Red Writing Room. Yeah. I like that. I do like it. Um, yeah, and I always plug, uh, take this chance to plug Chad Coleman, who did our logo art. We love him. He's also a past guest, as well as Chris Hackman, who we already mentioned earlier for doing the logo, or sorry, the uh, intro and outro music and segment cues. You can find them both online, as well as they've been past guests on the show. They're a huge part of the show and what we do here. Uh, so check them out. Check them out, Chris Hackman and Chad Coleman. Then, uh, you know, oh, intern Neil, he's not here today, but I will just say Herod Audio at 
Neil.com uh, or, or at gmail.com. You can email him if you want stuff. Because, you know, we can't not plug Neil just because he's not here for a day. You know, we all lo- the, the, the listeners love Neil. That's clear. Hey, speak for yourself. You're not the one over here having to do all of his work. That's true. I'm sorry. Edit this out. <laughs> Have him edit this out. <laughs> Have him cut my plug for him out of this episode. <laughs> um, and then I always plug the show stuff. Uh, Ryan is super strong on Instagram. Super strong Ryan on Twitter. Uh, you can email Ryan is super strong at gmail.com and Facebook and all that stuff to be in touch. We do a ton of stuff on Instagram, so check that out. You'll always see who's coming up this week. Uh, as well as like we hype stuff that everyone's doing once they've once they've been on the show, and we have tons of guests that are doing amazing stuff. Like Tim Joe is on Fox's Pitch, uh, Chelsea Gonzalez is on The Mindy Project. We have a ton. So with actors, we have ton of musicians doing badass shows and albums coming out left and right. Uh, dancers that are doing burlesque shows and all that kind. Of, so it's it's cool. Follow our Instagram so you can see what people are doing. It is awesome, and we're proud of how many badasses we have on the show. Yeah, we ha- uh, Todd Glass is on the Todd Glass show this week. That's true. Todd Glass is on his show this week. Yeah. Um, he's That's also, pretty cool. He's kind also, of a big show. <laughs> everyone loves Dude, Todd Glass is killing it. He's the uh, he has, he's on a big tour, and I can't remember who he's open, uh, opening for. But, yeah, everyone knows Todd Glass. That's a, that's, that's a, he's a big dog. Um, but, yeah, that's all, I think. So I think with that, we'll take it in for a landing. Every week I always talk to one listener, and this week is no different. Um, this week I'm talking to someone who listens to the show. Uh, this is kind of a pet peeve of mine, and something that I could do a Get Your Ding Butt on my face, but it's people that say I have a big heart, but then treat everyone like shit. Uh, I don't like that. Uh, I, I don't, I, not to challenge, I, I don't like it when people say I have a big heart, because that assumes that you have a small, weak one. And that's mean. <laughs> so I think anybody that says I have a huge heart in a way that's defending themselves is kind of a shithead. And you're listening to this right now, and you know who you are. You've been using that. So if you're someone that says, I have a huge heart, don't question me, and then is shitty to everyone, I think you're an asshole. End of story. So what you need to do is wash your face, take a shower, cool off, listen to this show, listen to my guests, get inspiration from them on how to actually be a nice person. If you do these things, maybe one day you'll be super strong, just like Brian. If you have a big heart, that you, you may need to be on cholesterol medicine. That's what I'm saying. It's just the physical ramifications of that alone are a, yeah. a, a scary thing to say. Yeah. But if you say it in a way that's like, I, I'm very caring, and then you treat people like shit, you're dumb. And that's the show. Put it, 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 put it,